Thank you for joining the Home Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at myhomechurch.org. If you guys have been here the, the past uh, couple of weeks, we have truly been through a transformational series. It's called Jesus People. And if your life has not transformed, the truth is you have not put into practice what you have been being fed. And when we began with this, um, this series, the Lord showed me a picture And I want to share that with you uh, because I don't want it to be any of you, and I want you to be aware of it. I saw a picture of a banquet table being set with a feast, and I saw many people on the other side crying out, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm starving, I'm hungry, and a feast sat before them. And I really felt as though there were many in our body that were crying out that they were hungry that there was need in their life and that Jesus was saying, come to me, I have a feast for you. And I believe that through this series, Jesus has presented each and every one of you the way to feast on him. And listen, if you haven't done that yet, today is your day. Feast on him. On him who is the one who can satisfy you. On him who is the one who can provide for you. On him who is the one who can love you. On him who is the one who can transform you. On him who is the one who gives you purpose. Don't wait. It's not enough to come in here on Sunday, receive the word, and walk out the same. Put into practice the things that you are being shown. We have been talking about beholding Jesus. That's going to take you changing your life. It's going to take you stopping, taking out time, locking yourself in that closet. It's not, it's, it's, it's really not that hard. We don't need to figure it all out. We just need to close the door and get alone with him and behold him and he will speak. And we will fall in love with him. Because there is no other thing that you can do when you behold the face of Jesus. When you hear the things that he's done for you. When you hear what he is speaking over you. There is absolutely nothing else that we can do but fall in love with him. Nothing. Naturally, if you have been being transformed by this series, naturally, as we fall in love with Jesus... Our natural response is to obey Jesus. And that's what we're talking about here today, is obeying him. Now, obedience in our culture has this dirty kind of connotation, and it kind of makes us want to stand up and say, I will not, right? Naturally, that's who we are. That's how we are. Obedience makes us feel like somebody's trying to control us or trying to get their way with us. But the reality is that when we understand who we are obeying, that God is for you, that he is good, 
that he literally created you with the desires and the longings of your heart. When we understand that obedience to him is a pleasure, when we love him and when we know him, when we understand him, obedience is a natural response. We can't help but obey him. It's beautiful, it's wonderful. And Jesus says in John 14, five, he says this, if you love me, then you'll obey my commands. If you love him, if you are beholding him, if you're abiding in him, and if you're falling in love with him, you will obey his commands. But guess what? So many times we think of Jesus's commands as we have to read the Bible, we have to write this list out, and throughout our day we have to go, okay, got it, didn't curse, got it, didn't didn't talk about this person. Got it? Nope. Didn't get angry. Nope. Didn't do this. Didn't do... No, 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 no. That is not what Jesus is talking about. Although we are not to do those things, it is about a living relationship with the voice of God, the Holy Spirit. It's about living from a place of relationship. I love him. I hear him and I will obey his commands, what he is asking of me. It's so much deeper than just a list of, yes, I can do this. No, I cannot do this. This moral thing that all of us boil down religion to, all of us boil down Jesus to. It's just, I can't do this. I'm a Christian. I can do this. I'm a Christian. No, Jesus is talking about each and every single day living in a loving relationship with him that when you hear the voice of your Savior, you respond by saying yes or you respond by saying I'm not going to do that because he said no there is no striving in it there is no mustering up the strength to be able to do what Jesus is saying to be able to obey the commands it's not about striving it's about surrendering to the voice that you hear to the man that you love to the God that you love it's not about trying your hardest because if that was enough Jesus would have never had to came because we had the law before right we had this list of things that we needed to do but now Jesus comes and it's just so much more than that we surrender to his voice and he empowers us by the Holy Spirit to be able to live out what he is asking of us now a lot of you are in Christ and you say I know this but I would say to you, then why strive? Why are you striving? Why not surrender? Hear my words. Don't discount yourself just because you might know this truth. Because there is a spirit, the Holy Spirit in here that is seeking out the secret places of your heart where you say no to God. And I believe that today you're going to have breakthrough to say yes in all areas. You see, Jesus always obeyed the voice of his Father. And if we want to be a Jesus people, we must always obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. John 5, 19 says this, Very truly, I tell you, the Son of Man can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. Jesus said, that he can do nothing by himself. Does that mean he can actually do nothing? Now we know that Jesus was fully God and that he was fully man, right? So if Jesus was fully man, he was given the gift of free will. 
It's not that he can't do anything else. It's that he has surrendered to the will of the Father. He has absolutely committed himself to do the will of the Father. He emptied himself, came down to heaven, and said, I submit myself to the will of the Father. And we, as Jesus' people, need to submit our will, need to submit the things that we are doing that are against what he is speaking. We need to submit that. We need to submit that if we want to see what we cry out for every single day, what our souls long to see. If we want to see this city change, if we want to see our circumstances change, we must submit to the will of God. And I want to tell you this. I want to come against this lie. And this is uh, the lie that I really believe that God just wanted to just shine a light and as I prayed for this, I became overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit because he just spoke out that I'm so passionate about my people. I desire them to hear my voice because there's a lie in Christianity that we can't hear the voice of God. There's a lot of people that I speak to that say, I can't hear the voice of God, but God is speaking. God is not hiding from you. God is not hiding from you. He never hid from people, especially those who he pursued he speaks to us throughout the, the written word, throughout nature, through the spirit. He can speak to us online, through friends, through family members. He speaks through everything. And he is trying to get our attention and communicate with us. In Hebrews 1, it says that he spoke through the prophets. Then he spoke through Jesus. And guess what? Now he is speaking through the Holy Spirit to you. He is speaking through the Holy Spirit to you. The Holy Spirit has been poured out on this earth. It's been poured in us as believers, and he is speaking to you. From the beginning, Abraham, God spoke to him through the stars, Moses by the burning bush, Joseph in dreams, to the kings of the nations by their servants, and to the nations the prophets spoke. His desire has always been to communicate with us. And here's the thing is, Jesus said that he can do nothing. That meant he could do nothing of worth. He could do nothing of worth. He also says this, that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And if you feel like you're not living, if you feel like your day-to-day -day activities are dead, if you feel like you're just going through the motions, I will tell you this, stop pause and listen to the voice of God because that is your life source. It's our life source to feel alive. It's the very thing that will make you alive. You see, we're reaching. We're searching. How will I find my purpose? When will I be able to live out my call? When will, when will God speak to me? But the thing is, we're reaching here and there and God is saying, be still. I desire to speak to you and I will bring life to you. These words proceed out of his mouth, meaning currently they are speaking. God is speaking to us. And a lot of times people say that they can't hear the voice of God. And I just want to give you um, a personal, um, this is what personally happens to me when I hear the voice of God. And as a former atheist who didn't believe in God, I never read the Bible. I didn't know the written word of God. So my first experience with God was through the Holy Spirit. It was hearing the Holy Spirit's voice. And some of you guys might have read the word, but the truth is that 
your first experience with the living God was through the Holy Spirit. But I will say this, that when I hear the Holy Spirit, there is an immediate tug on my heart. It can be an instant or it can last. There is a small little fire that starts. I feel it right now. (laughs) A small fire that starts in your heart and it can either burn if you steward it or it can die out. But we all feel it. We've all been designed to be able to hear the voice of God by God. John 10, 27 says this, my sheep, meaning Jesus people, each and every one of you who are in Christ, my sheep, they hear my voice. Okay. The word of God is the truth. And I bind every lie of Satan that says to you that you do not hear the voice of your savior because you do in Jesus name his word says it my sheep hear my voice and I come against the lie that say well I guess I'm not the sheep then you are the sheep if you confess Jesus and we bind that lie in Jesus name right here and right now and he says this I know them meaning he is intimate with them which is everything that this body has been pressing into we are intimate with him my sheep hear my voice I know them and they follow me. They follow me. They obey me. You see, every believer hears the voice of God. You know why I know this? You wouldn't have been saved. You wouldn't have given your life to Jesus if it were not for the Holy Spirit. Because it is only by his voice that anything is illuminated to us. Anything that is illuminated and our spirits respond. And I love this. I was watching this clip from Bill Johnson, and he said this, and this is so huge. He said, we discount the ability to hear God because we emphasize us instead of emphasizing him, right? If his word says, my sheep hear my voice, then guess what? His sheep hear his voice. But instead we say, I can't. I, you know, I, I, it's me. I did this. I, did, I can't hear his voice. But I love this, Bill Johnson said. It's a great illustration. And I'm going to tweak it a little. If a child, if you have a child, if a father has a child and he is deaf or hard of hearing, not fully deaf, what's going to happen? If I say to my child, could you put the cup in the sink? And he says, huh? I say, can you put the cup in the sink? Huh? Can you put the cup in the sink? What happened there? I took responsibility as the good parent to communicate clearly to my child. Come on. God is so much bigger than you are. Don't give yourself that much credit. He is a good father. And if I, as a human being, could be that good of a parent to a child, how much greater is God to us? How much more faithful is he to keep his promise, right? So let's just smash that lie smash done dead (laughs) he says i know them i know them alluding to intimacy right alluding to intimacy and i just want to give you another illustration that we must as jesus people turn our attention to what we want to hear even in the natural if you guys were here at coffee bar there's, there's a lot of people around or at the table or at a dinner party. There's a lot of people around, right? But if I want to hear someone, what am I going to do? I'm going to draw nearer to them. I'm going to drown out everything else and I'm going to attune my ear to what they have to say. 
That's the intimacy that God is talking about when he says, I know them. We have the ability to shut these other voices out. And there are other voices. There's a whole other spirit realm. There's your flesh, your soul. We have a lot going on. But guess what? God is speaking to you. And if we, as Jesus people, take the time to turn our attention to the presence and to the voice of God, everything else fades away. And we're able to enter into this relationship and this intimacy that he desires for us. And then guess what? We will follow him. Our issue is not whether or not we hear God. It is if we are willing to hear God. But we get so caught up in life that when we hear it, we don't do it. Sometimes we do. But Jesus did nothing. And a Jesus people should do nothing without hearing from the Lord, right? But what shuts down our ability to respond when we hear our agendas, others' opinions, right? And we can dismiss what he says. Jesus came to do the will of the Father, and his words to us are his will for our life. Do you get that? His words to us, his word, but also what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in the very moment is his will for your life. If you don't stop to seek that and you're just rushing around saying, I got to make myself, you're going to miss the whole point. And as Jesus people, our job is to testify to the world. And I know that this body is so big on that. And I love it because we go out and we testify to the world, right? We testify to the world about Jesus. But let me tell you something. If you're unwilling to stop and hear the voice of the Lord, you are accomplishing nothing. Your works are in vain. So we must attune our ear. Jesus said this, Jesus came, uh, John 6, 38, for I come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And we are to be like Jesus, to do the will of the one who rescued us, redeemed us, and sustained us. And we can only do that by hearing what he says. Because there were times in the scripture where Paul was about to go into a town, right? And we would say, why would, why would Jesus stop him? His will is to evangelize, let's go. But timing is everything, we are not God. So we need to be very careful to hear the voice of the Lord because there was times where Paul wanted to go in and God said, no, not yet, right? We talked a few months ago, the last time I, I spoke, or two times I spoke ago, about Jesus told the people no at times, and he had to go where the Father was sending him. So we need to be attuned, not just think that we know what God is trying to do. Our ears must be open to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the reality is that we want to live a life of meeting. Each and every one of you in this room, youngest to oldest, little Jasmine, we all are created with a longing to have meaning and purpose to live a meaningful life, to live a life that would actually do something in this world. We long for it, and God created us with that longing so that we would seek out his voice and follow his will. But here is the dangerous part, and this is what I believe keeps most of us from following the will of God, from following the word of God. Pay attention here. When we admit the truth, 
that God is speaking when we actually confess the truth to ourselves. If I say, okay, you know, oh, well, God doesn't speak. If I actually admit that God is speaking to me, what happens is we must then take responsibility to do what he's speaking. And guess what? He is speaking. So it's time as Jesus people that we take responsibility It's the longing of God's heart that we would take responsibility for what we're hearing, that we would stop dead in our tracks and that we would crucify this life that we are trying to create. God is longing for his people to pause and hear him so that he can satisfy the desire to live a meaningful life. I just want to quickly tell you a story about... um, this one time, I used to work at the um, Brooklyn Teen Challenge, and for three weeks, we have to work the U.S. Open. And this is when I was a baby, baby Christian, um, and I didn't know a single thing about word of knowledge or any of the spiritual gifts or that God really could speak directly a word to me. And I was a security guard. It was wonderful. Thousands of people lined up, and I'm patting people down, checking for guns and knives and bombs, and it was awesome. Uh, yeah, me. It was really cool. Don't go, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm a great security guard. Um, but as I'm checking and it's, um, we're sweating and there's thousands of people and I'm patting this person down and all of a sudden I heard the Lord say, turn around because there's a man named Jacob behind you and you need to ask him if his, his name is Jacob. And I was like, what? This is a real story, a legit story. I was like, okay, wait. God and I found myself in an argument with God as I'm patting down this lady's legs I'm like what I'm not going to turn around that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard like what are you talking about and then I'm like who am I talking to right now God would never just say turn around and ask this man if his Jacob so all of a sudden I'm patting her down and I turn around and I say hey sir is your name Jacob and he was like and I was like (laughs) he's like yeah why do you ask me that and I was like Jesus told me I'm not even kidding. And he put his hand in my face and walked away. Why God had me do that, I will never know. But what I do know is that I can hear the voice of God. And what I also know is that it would be so easy for me to reason away that voice. And I know that it's easy for each and every one of us to reason away that voice. I don't care if I looked like an idiot, (laughs) which I probably did, but I know that there is an eternal weight of that moment because I obeyed the voice of God. And each and every one of us have the opportunity to do that each and every day. But we can reason things away. In in John 12, 29, uh, 12, uh, uh, 28, sorry, Jesus hung on the cross and he said uh, that his soul was crying out in anguish and that if he could come down and then he says, you know what? No, I'm doing this. This is why I was sent. This is f- to, to, to glorify my father's name. And then a voice came from heaven and it glor- and said, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. A voice came from heaven and said, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. And do you know what the crowd's response to that voice from heaven was? They said it was thunder. 
they explained it away. How many times does God try to speak to us and we explain it away with the natural? All the time. And let me tell you why. It's because the natural man cannot perceive the things of the spirit. I had breakthrough when I understood this. It is only spirit that can understand spirit. So if I'm hearing from the voice of God and then I try to reason with that thing, I'm going to reason in a way because it's foolish to the natural man. And guess what? Each and every one of us are left with the natural man. Sorry, guys. We have it. We have the spirit in us, but the reality is we still have part of us, our soul and our flesh that is natural. So if we argue with what God is speaking to our spirit, we're never going to enter in to what he has for us. And God has showed me that many of you are reasoning a way that he is speaking. And today, we're shedding the light on that. The reality is also is that we are so busy trying to accomplish things that are so outside of God's will that if something comes against our agenda that he speaks, that we, we won't respond. We're so used to systematizing everything. We say, okay, we'll come to church on Sunday for an hour, or if you come here for two hours. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll pray on Tuesday, we'll pray in the morning for 15 minutes, and then we'll pray at night for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Um, maybe I'll read my Bible at this time, right? We stick it into a little schedule. But the reality is that a relationship is what God died for us to have. And if I sat there and I told you that I schedule my husband in, I talk to him for 15 minutes in the morning, Sometimes, if, you know, if I have the time, I'm going to talk to him for 20 minutes at lunch. And then before I go to bed, I will uh, talk to him, uh, you know, maybe for maybe five minutes and then I'll fall asleep, right? You guys would be like, that is the strangest, weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like your husband is supposed to be like your number one, like go to and he helps you. How much greater is God? How much greater is Jesus? How much greater is the Holy Spirit to you? He is supposed to be everything. So why would we systematize him and place him in these spots in our lives rather than having a living, breathing relationship with the Holy Spirit? God always changes his methods because he doesn't desire us to trust the methods. He desires us to trust him and be in intimacy and be longing to hear him. He is looking for us to lay down our lives. And if we want to grow in obedience, we must fall in love with him. That's what the scripture said. And if you're saying, how will I fall in love with him? Like I said, it's so easy. Behold him. Read the word. If you say, I don't understand the word, you're not reading it for long enough. That's the reality. Because his Holy Spirit speaks to each and every person because God designed you. Sit with him alone. Can't read? Close the door. Pray. He longs to reveal himself to his people. It's not a lie. It's the truth of who he is. He is always speaking. He always has been speaking. And then I would say to test it. Test what you hear. 
If you're walking in the office and you hear, pray for Jeanette. Rather than going to your desk and saying, I have so much to do. Lunch is in a half hour. Jeanette is not nice. Um, <laughs> whatever. Da, 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 da. The flicker of the heart, the fanning fades, and then finally you're thinking about your chicken tacos. Or you could test it. Or you could stop because the reality is that Jesus people does not systematize our walk with God. We live on mission. We live every day hearing the voice of God. And guess what? None of you are disqualified. It's not about whether or not you're in full-time ministry or not. You are called to change this world. God has poured out his Holy Spirit upon each and every one of you. No one is exempt. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's glorious, though. Stop and pray for Jeanette, wherever you are. Jeanette in your office. She needs prayer. The Lord told me that this morning. And I know that there's times when we're afraid to obey that voice. And I just want to give you a little tip before I read this testimony. And here's my tip. This is what I do to myself. Is immediately when I hear it, I'll just do it. Because if I don't do it, I'll get afraid. So what happens is, and this happened, I just want to tell the quick testimony of Mark. One day I was driving down the road and I see, I see, um, why can't I think of Mark's, I see Mark, this man over here, I didn't know him. I see Mark walking out of the house. I didn't know who he was. And then I see Joey walking out of the house. But I saw Mark limping. And I didn't know Mark then. And I'm driving down the street. And I'm like, Joey! And immediately I pull over and I heard the voice of the Lord say, pray for that man's knee. And I jump out of the car before even hugging Joey. And I'm like, can I pray for your knee, sir? And I get down and in the middle of it, I'm like, petrified. I'm like, God, what am I doing? I'm praying for this guy's knee. I don't even know him. Um, I just jumped out of my car. But I had heard the voice of the Lord, but I just obeyed it. So the fear didn't come on until I'm in the middle of the prayer. And then I'm like, oh gosh, this is horrible. I'm so afraid. Amen. How does your knee feel, sir? And he was like, oh, wow, his knee got healed. It was awesome. <laughs> But what I want to tell you is that, that's awesome, but what I want to tell you is that if you obey right away, there's no time to be afraid. Well, it comes, but you'll get over it. You're already in the middle of it. you got to finish what you started, right? Our obedience to the voice of the Holy Spirit opens the floodgates for God to move in a way that our souls long to see him manifested in this world. As we obey his voice, knees get healed as we obey his voice the world changes and our souls are just so satisfied because that's what we long for deep calls unto deep we desire this we desire to see god manifested in our lives and not one of us is exempt from it and i'm going to read this um really uh short testimony reinhardt bunky i know that andrew pastor andrew has um spoken about him before Listen to this story about hearing the voice of the Lord. None of you are exempt. This man was preaching to five people in a town, okay? None of you are exempt from this word. It says, Africa shall be saved. I heard God's message so clearly. In response, my family moved from Lesotho to South Africa in 1974. But how was Africa going to be saved? 
You see, he moved before he understood this because he heard the voice of the Lord. He stewarded the voice of the Lord. He went, clueless, I sat with my head in my hands as unknowns. We moved into the unknown with no prospect mapped out for us, hoping for further instruction from the Lord. And sure enough, God spoke again. I was to rent the national stadium of Gaborone, Botswana. I walked through the little city, not knowing how to put loose ends together. Amen, I've been there, I understand that. And made a provisional booking for the stadium by faith. It was the right move. But to my disappointment, the campaign began and only a hundred people were in attendance. Then God entered the field. Before I had prayed for the sick and said anything about healing, my sermon was interrupted by dramatic healings. It was as if Jesus could not even wait to do his wonders. He was itching to start. And as a missionary, I knew what it was like to preach to no more than five people at a time. But then there were 10,000 people. With many receiving salvation, many being healed. As the news spread, the stadium filled up and the miracles of salvation and healing multiplied. This became a trumpet call announcing that this was what God wanted, to let his spirit loose. And then I was never to feel embarrassed at anything he did. That day, the ministry of Christ for all nations was born. This man heard, go to Africa, Africa's going to be saved. He had a dream about it, and he went. He had no idea how. He was preaching to five people. None of you, I don't care who you are, what you've done, none of you are exempt from this. God's voice speaks to you, and he can do with your life the very thing that he did with this man's life. Do you know how many people attend the crusades of Reinhardt Bunke? His last crusade, a million and a half people attended. Do you want to know how many of those people received salvation? One million of them. This ministry has been going on since 1974. Your life can be just as impactful for the kingdom if you do nothing without the voice of the Holy Spirit. And today, we have the honor and the privilege of having a real life testimony here. Crystal and Pastor Steve and Crystal Paskowitz are here, and they are walking through this very thing. And sometimes it's hard for us to believe um, these testimonies of grandeur when the people aren't in front of us, but Crystal, Pastor Crystal is here, and she is going to tell us her testimony about her responding to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And after that, we're going to close out and we're going to pray for you that God will release. Release your ears. Release the things you're holding on to. And I believe that to next week, there's, there's a card in the back. It looks like this, and it says testimony on the back. I want to challenge you that you will listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit this week. You will listen. I want to challenge you to listen, and I want these testimony cards filled. I don't care if it's get a cup of water for my wife, and I did it. It doesn't matter. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit.
Thank you for listening to Home Church's podcast. To go deeper into the message, text DEEPER to 66866. If you would like to give to this ministry, you can text the amount to 631 693